Okay, everybody, welcome to The Daily Thread. We are joined on this episode by Ezra Friedlander, the Yid who was pictured with Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, the person who is being talked about in many different Jewish communities. Here is our conversation with him. Okay, we are so excited to be joined today on The Daily Thread by Ezra Friedlander, infamous. Can we call you infamous or is that too far? A little bit. Maybe now. Oh, maybe now. I, I believe in free speech. You can uh, say whatever you'd like. I think, get, uh, yeah, I, think, uh, I think if he's infa- he's the most, today he's the most famous, infamous guy, I think, uh, uh, in the Jewish world. You know, uh, I, I think you should let your viewers uh, reach that conclusion by themselves. So, uh, okay. So let's let's get this conversation started. Ezra, thank you for, uh, for joining. We're, we're excited to give you the opportunity to speak for yourself here. Obviously, some disparaging words online about what you did, a lot of adjectives used by some media sites. So you met with Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib the other day in Washington, it seems. Um, and I don't I don't think that you went there maybe with the intention of being there, but you met with them, you tweeted about it. I guess start us off by explaining how that meeting came to be and what, that, what that was about. So your entire premise is wrong because you're using the word meeting. Now, okay. uh, uh, let, let, let me set the facts straight. There was an iftar dinner in the U.S. Congress. It was hosted by Congressman Andrew Carson, who's the dean of the Muslim congressional delegation, if you will. Uh, the uh, purpose of my going was I was a plus one. I I was scheduled to meet the congressman uh, at his office or somewhere close by. The schedule was such that he couldn't make the meeting. So the person who was introducing me said, hey, why don't would you come to this iftar dinner that the congressman is hosting? And I said, sure, am I invited? And she said, yes, you're coming as my guest. I said, sure, I'd love to come. So it was in the U.S. Con- it was in the Congressional Visitor Center, which is part of the complex known as the, uh, the U.S. Capitol. And uh, as I walked into the, uh, to the meeting room, uh, where the event was held, I asked just as a briefing, who's going to be there? So she said, oh, you'll have uh, Muslim leaders, you'll have uh, Congresswoman Talib, you'll have Congresswoman Omar, you'll have other imams. So I said, okay, fine. And I walked in. So it wasn't a meeting. You know, the, the way you're portraying this is that this was a meeting, this was a scheduled meeting, I was representing the Jewish community. I was reaching out, establishing a relationship. I hate to break this to you, but in Washington, D.C., you'll notice many, many people of diverse backgrounds and divergent viewpoints meet constantly on the sidelines, unbeknownst to the the multitudes of people who are watching this, conversations uh, 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 are had and... Nothing. Nothing comes out of it. So continue with your. your okay, Ezra, I, I, can I can I call you Ezra? You can call me Ezra. Sure. Okay. So I, I just it's a, lot, it's a lot better than infamous, right? It's, it's true. I, I just want to counter what you said. You said with one thing. You had mentioned that it wasn't. You spent time saying it wasn't a meeting. And I think you know I mentioned yesterday on the program when we spoke about this that you know what people can speak to whoever they want. They can talk. They can talk. They can talk. It's important to have nuanced conversations like the one we're having right now. I think. Maybe the bone to pick where, where people has is the fact that you posted about it and in a way that you were maybe even, you know, 
saying, hey, look, this is great. We're meeting, we're trying to lay a foundation. So I think the posting is sort of maybe what got got this into the forefront. Do, do you regret that at all or, or not even a little? No, I don't, I don't regret it. I'll tell you why I don't regret it. Uh, the, I heard your episode last night. I returned from Washington late, 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 and, and Larry sent me the uh, posting, uh, the, the episode. You didn't even read my quote correctly. Even the Yeshiva World article sort of didn't, not in verbatim, and, it, uh, uh, and, and the reason why you probably didn't do it is because you, 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 you're following a certain narrative, and when you read my entire tweet, that narrative would be debunked. So I'm going to just read my tweet. Was sure. invited by a guest of Rep. Andrew Carson as a plus one to the Muslim congressional staffer Ifter in the U.S. Capitol, where I utilized the opportunity to lay the foundation for future communication with Rep. Elon and Rep. Rashida, that's their Twitter handle, as easier as it would be to not engage in conversation, I believe to my core that not communicating is even more risky. Had no idea what to expect when I entered the room, but the reception could not have been warmer and hopefully can lead to mutual understanding somewhere down the road, even if it's a remote possibility. Retweet if you agree. In other words, what I was saying that I don't believe anything's going to come out of this. I'm not here to condone them. I'm not here to praise them. I'm not here to engage with them. I was at an event. I used this opportunity to potentially lay the foundation for something perhaps down the road. And that's what's lacking today, not only in the Jewish world, but in the political discourse. When I was invited by the White House to attend a White House Hanukkah reception hosted by then President Trump, I was contacted by my friends in the Democratic Party Thing. How could you go to the White House when this man is the occupant? And I said, in 1943, Jews could not walk into the White House to meet with then-President Roosevelt, pleading on behalf of their brethren who were being murdered in Europe because they couldn't literally get in through the front door because Stephen Wise said, these people don't represent anyone. So okay. I will eat with anyone. And I will engage in conversation with everyone because at the end of the day, that's the only method of accomplishing something. And Larry last night, Larry last yeah. night yeah. compared me to a group that meets with Ahmadinejad. And that is totally, totally off the pale. And I'll explain to you why. Because they travel, they have an agenda. They travel to the other end of the world. They meet with terrorists and they hug them and they kiss them to equate that with a civic civil encounter at an iftar dinner is is sympathetic is 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 okay let me just you want to talk you want to chime in okay i want to chime in for a second Achi. ezra um first of all hi uh you know i don't disagree with a lot of what you just said but uh you talk about uh i don't want to i don't want the conversation to spiral down into an ahmadinejad on into a character you brought that in you brought it in not me all right no but no i i don't mind but 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 in terms of their politics of uh, uh, the Ahmadinejad types, and he's long gone, we don't even know who the new president uh, of Iran is. Doesn't you, have a... you said Naturakarta, you said... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't show up with the placard. I was at an yeah, event I, I where I met. Now, I want, I want to answer Nahi's question. He, Nahi asked me why I didn't answer the question. I want to answer the question because I think it needs to be answered. 
I don't want to uh, uh, evade the question. Why did I post it? Precisely because I want to have this conversation. I knew, of course, I anticipated the criticism. And I'm fair game. You know, when you people came over to me and they said, you know, you're being criticized in Yeshiva World News. How could, how could he do it to you? I said, he did nothing. I, I did it to myself. I posted right. something. And he uh, it's in the public uh, square. And criticism is fair. But don't, you know, when you don't post the original tweet, you sort of, again, you have, you have an agenda. You have a narrative. If you would have posted my tweet, Mr. Yeshiva World News, then the viewer can say, hey, he didn't say that he wants to build a relationship. He said it would have been easier for him not to engage in conversation. And he understands it's a remote possibility. I'm not. And and, and then, Nachi, you mentioned something on your podcast yesterday, which I listened to. And you said, oh, Rashida Talib is going to now say I'm friendly with the Jews because Ezra Friedlander met with me. Trust me, they're way more sophisticated than that. Now, the Jews that are embracing her, and I don't even think J Street, I think J Street even rescinded their, their uh, endorsement of her. At least it was back in 2018. I'm, I am sure that there are Jews who will embrace her. I don't know. I don't follow her that closely. But, but for you to say that, as again, it's misleading because Rashida Talib has no idea who I am. I don't think it's misleading. I don't think it's misleading. I think the same way, and I'll take my followers back here for a second. I'm not going to compare you to Jerry Carter, but the same way that people turn on CNN news and they see people, Hasidic Jews, hanging out with with Muslim, uh, with high official Muslims and people who are terrorists, hanging out with them and, and chilling with them, it gives the Jews a bad look. It gives the Jews a bad look. I don't think that's, uh, that, that, that's really what we said depends yesterday. in what context. It depends we, on what context. We said, we said yesterday. Context, but the context isn't worn on your sleeve. All it's there it is. is a picture. That no, picture. No, 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 no. That, that's not true. The tweet was very clear. Ezra, that's your tweet. But that, that picture could be taken and it could be sent around no, out of context no, no, anywhere no, in the no, world. No, it could be, but it wasn't. What it could be, should be, that doesn't count. Okay, but Ezra, let me, <laughs> let me, let me interject for a moment. Let me just say that, you see, uh, Talib... People that don't know is a congresswoman from Michigan, and Omar is a congresswoman from uh, Minnesota. Uh, their politics, their attitude, their position um, uh, is not different than the Iranian regime's uh, um, position when it comes to Israel, uh, for 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 example. Uh, so their hostility and their animosity. And before you came on, we were talking about the fact that Israel is celebrating seventy uh, fifth uh, anniversary of independence next week, and the the Tiliabs and the and and the uh, Omars will be mocking what they call the Nakba, which is the founding of Israel. It's a disaster for them, and they want Jews like you, Ezra. I don't know where your where your your parents are from. Europe, probably probably from uh, from Poland or Hungary. They want they want you. Where the grandparents? Your grandparents look, are look, hungry. Look, look. This they, want, they, they want you to go. They want you to go back. This is not a conversation. Go back. They want you to go back there. That's not, we're, we're not having a conversation about the, their politics. That's not what this is about. What you was asked the meeting me, about? What was the meeting about? What? No, 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 no. That's not what this. What our conversation? You asked me to come on and discuss why I met with them. A, I said I didn't meet with them. I was at an event. That is a very, that is a very, let me no, tell you something. It's to, not say, I, to say I didn't meet with them. No, dancing no, no, no. around. Dancing around. I'm not dancing around. I was, I was at an event and I utilized that opportunity. Again, You're a good I, dancer. You're a good dancer. 
no, no, I happen to be not a good dance. <laughs> no, no, it happens to be, no. You see, again, everything is context and narrative. I was at an event. Now, I could have walked in and I could have sat down in my, in my seat and been quiet for the entire evening. There was no point in me going. If, the reason why I go to events is to meet people. I'm a lobbyist. I network. That's the primary right. goal of my entire existence is to meet people. That's why. So what did you What did you speak about with them? What was the conversation that, like? That, that's a fair question. So I introduced myself and I said, look, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not here to critique you. You know my position. This is not the platform for this. We had a conversation about Ramadan, about fasting, about how does the community fast. I said, I live next to a Muslim community. We have a very, uh, uh, our, we have here in Borough Park where I live, we have a Pakistani community. I said, I don't, I don't believe that years ago people fasted as much as they do today. And, they, and, and we didn't hear about Ramadan and they kind of acknowledged that it's only like the last 10 or 15 or 20 years where people wear it on their sleeves. And it's interesting because it's there's a parallel to that. For example, chalamoid in the in the in the in, in our community, thirty years ago people worked on chalamoid. Today, everyone yeah. takes off. So it, was, so it was small talk. It was small. Exactly, it was small talk. And I, was that what it? What did they have to say? What did they have to say? No, they they were listening. The the entire conversation was maybe three or four minutes at the most, probably even yeah. less. Probably even less. Then there was that, and then I said, "Look, I don't want to get into." the obvious you know elephant in the room i said this is not the the uh it's not the venue it's not it's not the time this is my card this is who i am i said this is what i do and her staff actually the chief of staff uh to to Eleanor knows me knows me met me sort of once in the hallway of of, of the building because i'm now asking. was it was it one second was that a meeting or, or i mean no, 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 it wasn't meeting. I met I met him in the hallway. I met him in the hallway. We were talking about my my golden mayor commemorative coin. Again, right. we have conversations in the hall. It's so that you know why a lobby is called a lobby? A lobby is because year 200 years ago when lawmakers were coming out of uh, out of their offices, people would wait in the lobby to meet with them. So that, that's how the term got coined, lobbyist, like lobby, like hallway, lobby. Yeah. So, so that's right. what I'm hearing though is that you 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 had interaction with these two noted anti-Semites and the opportunity to express disdain and disgust for what they do on a daily basis about Israel and the Jewish people, you didn't you didn't express that to them. No, not at all. Not at all. And, I, and I wouldn't. And I'll tell you why I wouldn't. Because that, that's not the purpose of building a relationship. They know exactly what my position would be. No, not maybe not not fully. Well, well, what relationship is there to build with these people? I'll, I'll explain to you why. You one never knows in this business when a relationship could benefit either. I'll get criticized for saying it, but I'll say it regardless. My client or my community. Let me give you an anecdote, Larry. You remember there was a there was a, a councilman in Brooklyn. His name was Charles Barron. Do you remember the name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Many, many, many moons ago, I was in City Hall, and on behalf of a client, a Jewish client, a firm client special needs uh, school, we were having difficulty with the Board of Ed, and we were approaching members of the city council, and we were passing his office, and the person who was working for me, I don't want to mention his name, because I don't want to bring him into this conversation, but we were passing his office, and we saw his name on the door, I said, should we go into him, and we both said, no, he's the anti-Semite, right, of course we're not going to go into him, and then we said, what do we got to lose, 
We walked into his office and he was saying, hey, what are you guys doing here? Like he was like startled. I said, we have a problem, blah, blah, blah. He says, let me help you. We, we he picked up the phone and we heard the other end of the conversation. We, I mean, we heard his end of the conversation. We were saying, no, 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 I represent all the people. In other words, they probably asked him, why are you coming to advocate on behalf of a Jewish school? I don't remember what happened, whether it got, re- whether it got resolved as a result of his phone conversation. I don't think it did. The point is that one never knows when a relationship, when you least expect it, when Elon Omar could be sitting on a subcommittee or Rashida Tlaib, and there's a bill that you need support. You never know how that can benefit. Now, someone who's going to watch this says, oh, he's doing his business here. He's advocating for his business, so he's selling out his community. Let me tell you something. You will never satisfy those people. The 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 people out there who I call the couch potatoes who will sit and pontificate, get nothing done. If you want to, if you want to criticize, if you want to critique, you will always be able to find someone to critique. Now, when Rabbi Weissmandel met with Eichmann, people didn't, there was no videos and there was no, there was no tweets. How could you sit with this Russia? How could you sit? And I'm not equating anyone to anyone here. I'm not in this business. I don't study people's politics to the nuances. I get criticized for meeting people on the right. I get criticized for meeting people on the left. And that's what's wrong with the political discourse. We should be talking precisely to our adversary. That's what what, uh, when they used to criticize Rabin, when he signed the uh, first Camp David Accord with Arafat, uh, they criticized him. And he said, well, who are you supposed to make peace with? You have to make peace with your enemies. You don't make peace with your with your friends, but this is much it's more. Not issue making peace. It's not issue. I was criticized for 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 oh, being one in second. a room. But 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 Ezra Ezra, one of the things we said yesterday is that there's a history between you and Yeshiva World News. They have this. There's a certain there's a, a certain animosity and hostility that goes back a long way. What's the what's the history of that? Not absolutely not. Yeshiva World News is a very fine news site. I. They have treated me very fairly over the years. I have no, no problem with them whatsoever. Okay, you're um, okay. You're okay with the response that they had. Absolutely, absolutely. When you when when you when you live in the public eye, you do something in, in the public sphere. It's fair game. You can right, bring, so, I, the, I didn't like the fact they didn't post my tweet or put it in the, in the context. They editorialized. I feel right. that you should report the news. All right. So, so let me let me go. Let me just two on two other points. If you could have your way, I mean, you go to Washington a lot. You you have uh, you you have a great career, uh, longevity. Uh, you've uh, sustained uh, your relationships. Uh, and I remember going to Washington with you a couple of times uh, in your in your minivan with like I don't know eight guys in the minivan. There was two guys in the minivan in the back. There were photographers. I didn't even know they were there until we stopped and got out. I don't know where you had them hidden in in, in some in underneath underneath. Uh, they they are the superstars of, of of photography. You used to, you, that, those those guys were where the spare tire used to be. You you had them. Uh, you they're had good. them. They're good. They're good. They had, you had you had them underneath there. So if you could have your way, um, what would you see happening? What would be the next move? What would happen next? In terms of you know Talib and uh, Omar part of the notorious squad, Corey Bush uh, of Missouri and AOC from uh, from New York, what would you think is the next logical thing to happen? Is look in all likelihood, I will n- probably never ever speak to them again. Probably never even you know I saw I saw Omar in the hallway a couple of times. Just you know I was walking and she was walking and I never 
approached her because there wasn't a reason to. I didn't want to say hi and like smile because that would that would not serve. I think that wouldn't be it wouldn't serve a constructive role. Sometimes you see a house member. I saw Rand Paul, so you know we waved to each other. I, I ignored her and she ignored me. I don't even know if she if she realized who I was. But chances are nothing's going to happen. Now, if something does happen, I would be very pleased if, if it could lead to something constructive. Now, I'm not this, I don't have this romanticized version that she's going to turn around. And that's not my role. Again, I don't, I'm not a Jewish organization. This is not my area of specialty. I'm a professional lobbyist. I met her. Yes, I look the way I do. I get that. So I do have a certain responsibility because at the event, people were, Carson was saying, oh, we have a rabbi here. And I interrupted him and I said, no, 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 I'm the son of a rabbi, but I'm, I look like a rabbi, son of a rabbi, but I'm not a rabbi. So I I, I know I have that responsibility. That's funny because uh, Omar looks like a Robinson. So, uh... <laughs> well, you know, again, like you, you just said, and, and it goes back to the ability that people have to take a picture. And and uh, in 15 years from now, that picture People can say, hey, look, this rabbi met with Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. And, and that's just the reality. So whether you like it or not, you look the way you look. You say that you don't represent the Jewish community. But at, at the end of the day, when you're in Washington, you're in this hall and you're in these meetings, you do represent the Jewish community. That's a good, that is the fact. That's a fair point, And you're right. That's a fair point. And, and, and there's validity to what you just said. But at the end of the day, meeting someone does not equate agreeing with someone. Now, it's not like, what do they say? Retweets are not an endorsement. Now, Talib is not tweeting this photo. She has enough photos of her with Jews. She doesn't need to tweet this. And frankly speaking, we should be engaging more. We should we should be engaging with the people who don't support us. So do I you, see that Ezra, with everyone. You, Ezra, do, you, do, do you think that uh, they would like to engage? Do, I don't what, know. What, what do you think they think? I don't. I don't believe they would like to. I don't. What do you? What do you think they think of you? Ah, uh, but it seems like it was just small talk. It was just some chitter chatter. It was a photo I, op in a way. Nothing. 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 It wasn't nothing. even a photo op. I did not take a nothing. Picture. Nothing. It's not, it's a, just, it's not, not shopping. It's not shopping in a supermarket in Borough Park where there's Chinese and Pasidim and Pakistanis. Nothing goes unnoted in Washington. Everything has significance. Look. So, look. 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 What do you? I want to make it very clear. This was not a photo op. I did not pose next to her and smile. I was having a conversation with her. I knew that a photograph was taken because the photograph was sent to me. And I You're kind of happy. You're kind of happy that it was taken, no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, of course. I don't. I take pictures with everyone. Right. I, I, again, there's nothing wrong, in my view, with meeting someone in a context of an event. Now, if I went to her office and I said, look. I represent the way Larry, unfortunately, yesterday equated me, and I'm upset at you, Larry, because... What, what did I say? And, what, no, what, what, and, oh, you're the Natura character, you're going... No, 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 no. You see, that's that's called yellow journalism. I, no, Ezra, I, I was talking about the look, okay? It was, was no, that's not look. true. They, you could, it, it, I, I've been to APAC conventions in Washington with the Natura Cartas outside, and one of those guys had to go out and lunch. You could stand in their place, and, not, and nothing would skip a beat. Everything would be the same. Agreed, agreed. But we need more engagement. And, and we're all guilty of that. And even in the from world, everyone lives in their own little little Daladamas. As they engage all you want, but why post it? Like, 
Engagement is great. Send a message that we need more of this. I see it. I see it on the Republican side. I see it on the Democratic side. Nothing to do with Jews. People love preaching to the choir. No, we shouldn't be preaching to the choir. If you want to get something done, meet with your adversaries, sit across the table, and maybe we can come to some mutual understanding that could lead to some positive results. Now, I'm not this naive person, so I I didn't engage in that. I utilized an impromptu opportunity to uh, approach someone that obviously doesn't share our worldview. And I had a civil conversation about Ramadan. That was the beginning and the end of it. And yes, I took that photo and I shared it on my social media. And I made it very clear. If you in the in the Twitter is you you can it made it very clear that I that I don't condone them, didn't praise them, I didn't say I enjoyed meeting. I said I possibly laid the foundation for something down the road in the future as unlikely as it would be. And you know what? So so do Ezra, do you think that if there was some kind of a future direction that this could take, do you think that they think they feel safe with you because they suspect that you might be a guy that supports in Israel, for example, a two-state solution, and that you believe or subscribe to the fact that Israel's occupiers in Judea and Samaria, do you think that they think they have a hook into you because they're uh, stereotyping you? Or, no, or no. I, I don't think they gave me uh, uh, any thought whatsoever. I think they, 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 mm-hmm. they understood I was invited. I gave them my business card. This guy is a lobbyist. This guy happens to be an Orthodox Jew. He was nice and friendly. And that was the beginning and the end of well, how they, they, they meet hundreds of people. And I mean, I guess I do I stand out? The answer is yes. You're you're giving them too much thought. They're living rent-free in your in your in your head. They're not thinking about you. I think They're I went, not- I think I went with you once in Washington to a Bahraini uh Independence right. Day celebration, right? That Correct. was long before the Abraham Accords. Correct. Probably about seven or eight uh, years ago. Correct. And uh, we had a, an audience with the either the ambassador or the king. I don't remember who was there, but it, that really was. Uh, and the, we met the Egyptian ambassador. It was really. I understand what you're trying to do, but you know the. I'm, country, not, I'm not trying to do anything. No, you know, I, you're, you're trying. You're trying to move the the, the process forward. The process is stalled, know. and the country has never been more divided. Right. Look, every everyone is afraid. You know, even in, in in family life, when people are upset at each other, they stop talking to each other. That's the first thing they do. Even if they don't, even if they don't fight, they stop talking to each other. Right. They right. said no. Yeah. You talk to each other because you'll find common ground. I remember I once brought two elected officials together, and I told each of them that the other party, like I used the old example of Arna Cohen, each of them wants to meet you. Why did I do it? Because I was working for both of them. Actually, I was working for one, not for the other. But I had to produce something. I'm telling you, it happened 20 plus years ago. I knew that when these two people walk into the room, the air will be cleared automatically because they will see eye to eye on so many other issues. And I maintain, and I and I share this conversation with you because that's precisely what happened. They walked into the room and they both said, "We don't want to be public. We want to. We want this to be off the record." Mm-hmm. So we met at some undisclosed location for breakfast they both walked into different entrances and within 30 seconds they were they they were booze and buddies my point is if you take all the democrats 
who disagree and the Republicans, and you undress them, you put them in a mikvah, you, and in, with no recording devices, you will see they can come out with more agreement than you would have imagined. But what's the problem? Everyone always appeals to their base. They'll be they'll be they'll be called sellouts, like like people want to call me, and they'll be called no, all kinds no. of names. But well, at the end of the day, nothing gets done. Was there any uh, was there any kosher food there for you, or you had to have halal? There was no kosher food. I wasn't interested in eating. I was there, by the way, an hour, what an hour, a half hour before the event started. Uh-huh. I was I was notified that I'm going to meet. So Again, when uh, I'm- we're gonna we're gonna let you go in a minute. Uh, let Donkey finish up. But are you uh, you think Joe Biden is doing a good job as president of the United States as a Democratic lobbyist? You gonna support him in 2020? I'm not a Democratic lobbyist. I'm a lobbyist. I support no one but my clients. And uh, so, so, in other words, you're going to vote for Trump in 2024. Is that what you're trying to say? I think that's what he said. Oh, yeah. All right. So we have an endorsement. Okay. Friedlander. I'm going to put that on the commercial. Okay. Call you one second. Years. Is that a Trump? Tra- <laughs> is that a Trump trading card I see on the shelf behind you in the store? Look, look who I vote for. That that's that's my personal business. But I, I work with everyone, and I'm proud to say that I have friends on the extreme right, friends on the extreme left. Doesn't mean I agree with everyone on every position, and that's wrong about our politics. We should be able to disagree agreeably. We should be able to say, hey, how do we find common ground and say maybe we can work things out and compromise and get things done? You know, the, we have an infrastructure here in the United States that's crumbling. Why? Because the Republicans say it's wasteful spending, the Democrats say it's 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 needed. The and the bottom line is nothing gets done. I'm just Popping something out of my mind. You need to you need to accomplish something. It's, to, it's very easy to scream mm-hmm. and to condemn and and to say these are bad people. And sometimes these people who scream the most they get the they get the most attention and the most accolades because people say ah he's a fighter he's a fighter he says it the way it is but they get nothing done they get nothing done. What I'm just curious what would happen in in five years from now that if someone would call me. And say, you know what? I once heard that you met with Rashida Tlaib. She happens to sit on the health subcommittee. We're trying to pass a bill that could benefit the Orthodox Jewish community. Maybe you can pick her up. I wish that would happen. And in five years from now, I can come back to you and say, oh, this is something that came about as a result of that. And I'm not saying that's the reason why I met with her. Because I didn't meet with her. But that was the reason why I utilized that opportunity. Well, you almost met with her. Whatever. Well, what, well, it's it's debatable. It's a machlekes whether it was a meeting or not. But that's Listen. not the point. The point is that the point is what I want people to take away from this conversation is that when you engage in a, in a conversation with someone, even if it's a photo, that doesn't equate agreement, and 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 it doesn't equate a uh, 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 phrase, and it doesn't mean that you're in sync with them, and it means that you can. Meet with someone who's on the opposite side of the spectrum, and you can engage in a in a conversation like a mature adult, and nothing negative will come out as a result of that. And I want people to understand that it doesn't only apply in interpolit in politics, but in intercommunal, interfamilial relationships as well. Even in our own community, you know, when you're on the road and you and 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 someone stops you. Whether it's uh, let's assume you're 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 a Hasidish Yingaman or Yeshiva or modern Orthodox, whatever labels we we have today, 
and someone stops you and, and, he, and he gives you a lift because your tire was blown. What happens? You say, you know what? I realize we Jews are all the same. But yet you wouldn't go into that person's shul or you wouldn't eat in that person's house. Well, again, we'll talk about the eating part. But because you're not from that particular camp. My, 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 my point is, is that this applies to every sphere of life. Ezra, we appreciate you joining us. We're happy to give you the ability and the opportunity to say your piece. We hope that it adds context for everyone that read that story. And where could where could people reach you if they want to if they want to get in touch? They can they can call me in my office, 212-233-5555, extension 101. That's 212-233-5555, extension 101, or you can email me, Ezra at the Friedlander Group. Okay, so you know what? I agree with a lot of the things that he said. I still disagree with some things he did. Um, I, I agree mainly with what he said about being able to have um, – to disagree agreeably. I think it's an important thing to do. Uh, wouldn't you say so? Uh, I think so, yeah. You know, Ezra has been around a long time. Uh, he's like a war horse. He's seen uh, good times and bad times, ups and downs, Republicans and Democrats – Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening today and watching The Daily Thread. Make sure to subscribe if you like this episode. Leave a comment. I'm sure Ezra will be reading these comments because he's a lobbyist and that's just what they do. So leave a comment below for Ezra. We'll be back at you with a new episode Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.